Power shot, dude. Power shot with Power Hermione shot. Granger. <laughs> Power shot. So there was Dantzler standing in the middle of CF Moto floor trying to convince every salesperson. Uh, so, yeah, where do I get that bike? How about that bike? What does this bike do? That's Can right. I have it? I want a demo. I want a demo. Yeah, so, stuff, yeah. man. Good interview by Jake. So that was awesome. But do we have something for you guys? Something different. We're going to do our best to get new thinking out there. There's going to be discussions centered around growth and new thinking. That's where those great ideas come from, exploring them together. Nuggets that you can go back and put into your dealership that'll help you make more money. This is GarageCast. So Rachel Moto underscore. That's it. Yeah. Rachel Moto underscore. We have Rachel Lepley with us and we're not 100% sure what Rachel does, but she's going to tell us. I know it's exciting. It's about female ridership. You ride a lot. Talk to us. So I do ride a lot. I like motorcycles a lot, yep. which is a good thing because I'm at a motorcycle expo, so I can actually talk about them. Yeah. Um, I last year I rode all 48 states in 48 days on an INT 650. Wow. Uh, 48 about, states. Yeah. 48. Where'd you start? Uh, L.A. L.A. Yeah. North. So Brea. I started in Brea, and then I I went a tiny bit north, and then I cut across south, up through the east. And then I snaked all the way up and down to Washington. Wow. I uh, put about just over 21,000 miles on the bike. That was pretty great. In 48 that days. That is awesome. In, in, yeah, 48 days. How bad did your ass hurt? Not at all. Seriously. Honestly, and I'm not doing this just because Enfield provided me with the bike. <laughs> it genuinely was the most flawless ride I've ever had. My butt didn't hurt. My back didn't hurt. My hips were fine. Wow. It was amazing. And I rode in every climate and every weather condition and it was flawless. The, no fault with the bike. There was not a problem. I had a light go out, but you kind of expect that. Tail light in the middle of the dark, oh. in a storm. Oh, boy. I didn't even realize. And I thought this this woman was caging me, and I was getting really angry. So I pull in. Finally, after like 45 minutes, I pull in. <laughs> and I'm ready to like... I'm not very aggressive, but I'm ready to really be aggressive at her because she was riding on my ass. Yeah. And uh, she pulls in and she's like, your tail light is out. And I'm like, you are so nice to protect me. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, you so much. She's like, and I, you know, she's like, you're invisible. And I was like, I was not about to yell at you. I'm very grateful. Thank you very much. But yeah, not a, not a problem with so the bike. So Royal Enfield in 48 states in 48 yeah. days. Were you, were you riding for charity? Were you riding to prove a point? Were was you it? running away from an ex-boyfriend? Yeah, what? constantly running. All constantly, all, I have many exes. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I should have done it for charity. I just, before I decided to do the trip, I just wanted to do something a bit wild and have a challenge and do something fun by myself. And Enfield were wildly supportive. They were just like, do whatever you want, have whatever you want. What, what, and I'm kind of curious about that. Was that a PR move by them, or this is your idea and they were just they just supported it? Yeah, yeah, they just supported it. Um, cool. And since then, you know, people have bought the INT because of my trip because they <laughs> saw me on that bike. And if they'd been on the fence, or even if they didn't know about it, you know, there was a guy who messaged me recently. He's been like, hey, I actually met you in Kentucky. I've gone and bought a Royal Enfield because of. You know, I kept thinking Did about the bike you're check? on. I should should have probably asked Enfield about mm. that. But I, you know, I uh, I'm just happy to support the brand. I'm just happy to support that. I think they're great. They do a lot for women riders and 
me case in point you know they, they i come up with this crazy idea and they're like yeah what do you need Hang oh, tight on the ah. hang tight on the women writers piece because we up. definitely want to circle back on that. How did yeah. you get in touch with uh, Royal Enfield? How did you hook up with them in the first place? Um, I am quite connected in the motorcycle industry anyway, but generally, if there's something I want or someone I want to meet, I just find them. Uh, it's not you know you just you just is that how you found you, Tony? You just got, that just scared Tony. the hell out of me. When you <laughs> yeah. said that. I will. Find I, I also them. looked at Tony directly in the eyes as <laughs> I said like, it. It's so right. intimidating. He immediately thought, "Did we he date? Like, and I offended oh you goodness. in some way, yeah. shape, or form?" I know. I feel like I'm what like the equalizer. No, it's no, yeah. it's not equalizer. It's Liam Neeson, isn't it? I will find you. Oh, that's yeah, right. Yeah. I will find yeah. you. But I just think you know, if you, if I always think, if you want something enough, you just have to make it happen. Sure. Um, but they weren't even. They're not hard to track down, and they're and they're really great guys. I, I knew the guys in the UK already, but this was the US team, and you know, some we'd not met in person. It's just me being like, hey, so I've had this idea, and they were like, yeah, we love it. Let's let's do it. Okay. So cool. Yeah. So let's talk about female ridership. Yes. And and, and how it shouldn't exist. Yeah, that's what yeah. I was going to say. Yeah, right. It's a man's dance right. work. And, 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 and like, it should remain. Because if it you're should. riding, you're not in the kitchen. You're not, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, you're not cleaning. Here so we all go. the houses she are now dirty. She started this. I didn't. You know what's going to be great? Is they're going to take this out of context. <laughs> no, no. And this is going to be my entire thing. <laughs> no, we're not, we're not going to burn you down that <laughs> way. So forevermore. No, no it's seriously. So female ridership, you're passionate about it. It's obviously, you know. Rachel Moto, talk to us about that. Well, I just feel like about probably about a decade ago, everyone was talking about female riders, and all the brands were like, yeah, female riders, let's support. Mm. And then nothing changed. And I think in the last couple of years, we are seeing it building, and it's currently the most rapidly growing sector of the industry. And yet, I won't name and shame, but I was at a brand here, and I was listening to them do their preview and their talk, and they're going, we love women riders, we're doing everything for women riders, and I go up afterwards, and I said, it's really interesting. What are you doing for female riders? Well, we have a lowered bike. <laughs> and I'm going, well, I've got a 34 inseam and I'm a woman. I don't, I don't want your lowered bike. What about me? What are you doing for you know people who aren't five foot? And they were like, well, we've got the lowered bike. Like, they got some pink jackets too. Oh, oh, some lovely pink helmets. It's, I always say to people, I always know where the female section of a store is because it's pink. <laughs> I don't wear. I only pretty much wear black and white. But I just. The thing that I feel with brands is and OEMs and everyone is like, stop treating women as if they're just one woman. As a segment. Yeah. I, I consult with <laughs> brands. I consult woman. with OEMs and I'm like, okay, guys, what is the one thing all women have in common? And they sit there and they're trying to they're trying to create and I'm like, oh really? Nothing. Nothing. They, they don't we don't all share a thing. We don't we're not all there going, Oh, we all love to ride cafe races oh we all love to ride grands we all you know it, it every woman is as different as every ma- male rider and i think if we can start to appreciate that and cater to different women you're not going to get the same woman riding a kawasaki necessarily as a woman riding a honda or, or a triumph that all women like different things i ride everything but i am drawn towards street bikes i'm drawn towards cafe races i like vintage things but i think that what we need to see now is this boost in just appreciating a female rider as individuals, not just as this big group. I'm actually making a documentary. I'm producing a documentary about women in riding from racers to adventurers to women in C-suite positions. Not many of them. Mm-hmm. One brand I went to and I was like, so do you have any C-suite executives who are female that I could talk to? Nope. Since when? Have you ever? Nope. <laughs> so I was to like, you know, and I believe the right person should get the job. But I was like, okay, well, what internships are you running then for 
people of minorities or women or both and no it's like oh so we're not we're not trying to change the industry from the grass oh okay that's an interesting uh, old school take that you have there so for me it's positive you know trying to get that positive change in sure if you could and i'm not looking for bullet points but i'm looking to, to pick your brain here you know what are some of the things that you would love to see the oems do like three things that would say listen we know that you see us as a category and an inclusion and it's not just pink right yeah or lowered what, what are some of the things that you think they could be doing I think there's, I think we've got to see it from different angles. I think seeing it from women in the actual OEMs, if you are not finding, and I, I mean, come on, like there are incredible women out there who could see sweet with their eyes shut asleep and would be better than some of the people hired. But I feel <laughs> wow. like if, if that's not happening, then grassroots positions where you're training people up that in 10 years they'll be in that position. We've got to think ahead. We can't think right now. I also think that investment in classes and training where women feel safe and welcomed and included. The, my first ever motorcycle lesson, the instructor, I walked up and he went, women shouldn't ride. Oh. Oh. Uh, I, I thought he was joking, so I laughed. And he was like, no, really. What was it? Why? What was the rationale? They just shouldn't. <laughs> that's awesome. They just. I, that's what I said. I was like, well, well, why? And he was like, they just shouldn't. Hmm. I was like, that's a really well thought out view, my friend. <laughs> Watch me as I pass all these tests without any minors. <laughs> Did you? You know, it's one of those moments you're just like, and it really hit me that as inclusive as everyone think it is, it's not. And I think the third thing that I would probably encourage just investment in women who are doing those rides, the races mm. that need funding, that don't get the same check as the guys who do. The the amazing races out there who, it's a lot of money to do that kind of sport, you know, the bikes, the maintenance, everything, that invest in the women who are doing the cool stuff and train the women who deserve that opportunity but don't have access. And I think it's just, it's just grassroots up. Promote the women who are doing cool stuff. I was walking around with a friend of mine uh, Aya, she's great. She's also big in motorcycling, and we really support our female riders. You know, our, our sisters. And you talk about each other. You talk to brands about each other. But there are brands that she hadn't met, who I introduced her to, and you just, you just support and don't see them as any anything different, really. Yes. Hmm. You know, outside of college football, one of my favorite sports to watch is professional cycling. Oh, and this yeah. debate about women's professional cycling has been going on for a very long time now. And most recently, you know, it's the debate about what, what we need to, the, the money is not available to to have the viewership, to have the television viewership, to watch all the races. It's just not yeah. there. Well, when does it when does it get there until you show all the races and people get excited about it, right? Right. And it's really flipped in the last five years because they started showing big chunks of big races. And for the people who like to watch the men's race, I want to watch a women's race just as much. And it's actually really cool to see the women duke it out on the bike and they're smashing each other with their elbows. Like I mean, yeah. and it really has turned the tide. So now you have there was a network that actually. They're not they're not doing it anymore for different reasons. Uh, but GCN Plus Network was the name of a British based company that was showing all the women's races and all the men's races. And all of a sudden women's women's races got amazing traction. And then they had the uh, team started paying the women exactly what the, they were matching the purse prize for the men's race and stuff like that. So it was just an awareness of maybe the money doesn't have to be there first. Maybe we could get the excitement level right. to it and the money will then Same follow it. Same with football, it. soccer in the UK. Everyone's like, oh, you know, England hasn't won the World Cup. In X. And you're like, they, England women have. <laughs> England men haven't, but the England women's team won. And it's the same thing that the 
huge teams in the UK were not investing in women's soccer. And then it started to shift. And Arsenal went first. And I can't remember the other the other teams that really invested in female playing. And yeah. then suddenly you realize there are these hugely talented women that have existed forever that just haven't had the opportunity. So I believe in creating opportunity and doing, you know, one of the reasons I did my trip last year was like, well, it'd be kind of cool to inspire young girls that they can go and do a solo trip. And the, my most asked question while I was on the trip was people being like, but you're by yourself, followed up by a, a woman. <laughs> you're a woman. And I'm like, what? I, I <laughs> am? You figured that no, out by yourself. <laughs> I should cancel this trip immediately. And it just, it's that, and I get it. You know, in some of the small towns, you get it. They don't see a woman coming through on a motorcycle by herself, very, or just on a motorcycle full stop, but by herself. But this happened in bigger cities. And even now people are like, but you did that by yourself, a woman? And I never really know what to say other than like, Yes. Do you ask men the same question? <laughs> and my, my thing to brands is often like, are you asking women the same question as men? If a woman comes into your dealership, do you treat her identically as a man? I, I've come to many an expo, many a show, and been completely ignored at stands. And I probably have more experience, probably more likely to buy a bike than the guy they're talking to but I am completely flat out ignored. And sometimes I play a game where I time to see how long it takes them. And I'll go up first and they ignore me and then I'll, and I time them. I'm like, I wonder how long it will take them to come up to me. And I watch them going up to the men and I'm there like, take out my credit card and I slide it just to see. I'm like, no, they're still not coming. Are you buying something for your boyfriend? Yeah, yeah, what is he like? What does yeah, he want? So, so that's what I was gonna ask you. If, you. if you could think about in the dealership space, right? What, what are some of the things that, the same thing? that you experience and some of the things that you think, not necessarily let's just stop doing this, but how can yeah. we train our dealers? Cause that's who mostly you're gonna uh, have listening to this is, you know, what can you do better? First off, find out about the women in your state. Do some market research, find out, find out what they're doing, find out what they're writing, find out what events, female events are in the States. Look at the liters, look at steals on stilettos, the yeah, you female know, rider you know groups. Jess? I know, I know, I know, I don't know her well, but we're, you know, we're all, we all kind of know each other in the community, but find out, you know, find out what they're running, see how you can support those groups. Because the thing I always say to dealers and to OEMs is if you present a customer with your item and it's good, it will sell itself. So in lessons or events, if, if there is a bike there and women have access to that bike, that's free advertising. So dealers could run classes with the bikes that they sell exclusively for women who are learning to ride or riding and want extra, extra tips, extra training, but do it as a celebration of women, not a kind of patronizing of women, which can sometimes happen. But present women with opportunities, present them with what they want. And the way to find out what they want is ask around, have questionnaires that you put out on your Facebook or your Instagram that are specifically targeted at women in your state and find out what they want to do. Do rentals for, for women who are coming into the state. Anything that's just like, hey, we'd love to see you on bikes. We want to support you. What do you, what do you want? And never ignore a woman who comes into store. Well, what you're asking yeah. for is very reasonable. I think I think everybody goes to the monetary, like, what do I need to do? I need to build a whole bike for women, and there's so few of them out there. No, you don't. You don't need to lower it. You don't need to do yeah. anything, right? Yes, we need seat height. 
we need seat height adjustments for men and women out yeah. there. But it's not like you need to build a whole fleet of bikes no. for women. You're just saying treat us with the same level of interest and curiosity that you would when the yeah. guys come in and what yeah, we treat ride. me with respect. Treat yeah. me with respect. And and I and generally the dealerships that I experienced because I obviously with the Enfield last year on that trip, I had to go into a few dealerships and generally bar one, everyone was pretty amazing and 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 I didn't feel like they were being like oh wow yeah you're a woman. But they, I do think it's just a thing of like, it's a customer. It's a customer. And like you said, we don't need pink bikes. Right. I've ridden every, pretty much every style of bike. I've ridden everything from like, you know, an R1 to an INT to a GS to a, to a monkey bike. Monkeys are I awesome. Can ride, oh my God. I, I, if I could, I'd have an entire fleet of those. Maybe, maybe I need a fleet of monkey bikes. Yes. As yes. a woman, I need a fleet of monkey bikes. Yeah. They're listening that's what i need yeah but no i think it's just you just create create space and it it will happen well this this is near and dear to my heart my daughter who's 15 years old just got her she took safety class and we're talking about what her first bike's going to be so uh she will very much enjoy this uh podcast twin 1200 no don't put her on that bike (laughs) no i i i have to say though the uh the 400 that triumph 400 speed is Probably the, the amazing. 370 pounds I just found out with a low seat height. Yeah. You yeah. got the Speed or the Scrambler, both great. And yeah. I mean, Enfield, I always say to people, the Enfield bikes are great. The 350s, you know, they've got a really nice selection of lighter, smaller bikes that you just get, like, just get started on it. Obviously, if you're a super confident rider and you've been riding forever off-road and then you get your street, you might want to go bigger. But I say to people, look, start, start smaller CC and work it up. Sure. That's what I did. I started with the Bullet 500 and... Mostly because my brother, I wanted to get a 1200. My brother was like, no, no, you will, you Learn will first. wreck that bike. Do not. So I, I got a, I got a little, a little bike and then, yeah, he's, Even he's a 500 right. though for a first bike uh, with the power that's out there now. Yeah. 500 when I was a kid, it was a big old bike, right? And yeah. now you talk about a 500 and they do what sport bikes did Oh, well, 20 yeah, years exactly. ago. My, yeah. my 500 didn't, didn't do that. My 500 was a little bit of a tractor. Yeah. It was the perfect first bike. It was great. We really appreciate you stopping by. Anybody who wants to follow her, it's Rachel Moto underscore Rachel Lepley. If she comes into your store, man, you better be uh, you better be on better be point. Ready. Just make sure I don't have my phone out. Oh, it means I'm it means I'm recording it. That's it awesome. means I'm recording it. So watch out. So for Rachel Perfect. Sam, I'm Tony Gonzalez. This has been a hot shot. Hot shot. We'll see you guys. Soon. <laughs>